around here. Captain! Signatures detected. Shield up. Signatures detected. Context Southfleet Command. What's happening? Context Southfleet Command. Delay that order. Context Southfleet Command. This is the captain. Context Southfleet Command. Get out of my chair. Chair, 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 chair. We have engaged the Klingons. 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 Welcome to The Greatest Discovery. It's a Star Trek Discovery podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. I'm Ben Harrison. I'm Adam Pranica. And I am very grateful to all of the folks who donated to support our show during the Max Fun Drive. This is our first post-Max Fun Drive show, is it not? Sure is, Ben. And uh, and the reason we're able to do off-season Max Fun shows is because of the the tidal wave of viewer support that has uh, that has granted us permission to keep making this little show. Yeah, speaking of tidal waves, there's been kind of a tidal wave of disco news uh, since last we sat down, and I would say the big news is that they are in production on season two now. It's official. Let me ask you a question. It feels like uh, for Star Trek shows and movies in the past... Uh, we were dependent on sneaky spoilers and people on the inside, uh, like like letting their secrets out to to random websites or what have you. It, it seems like the disco show, Star Trek Discovery, is is doing it themselves. Like they're doing the trailers and the spoilers. Uh, do you prefer it that way? I kind of do. I'm into it. I feel like there it has become some orthodoxy surrounding how you market content like this yeah and this show well i think it is a good show is definitely just doing what all peak tv shows are doing now which is like realizing that you know dvds special features were actually a popular feature and you know letting people peek behind the curtain a little bit makes them feel closer to the to the content right and, uh yeah i mean i don't know like as somebody who makes some shows now uh <laughs> like it is something that i feel like i overlooked in the past how much extra work it is to like do promo <laughs> you know this show is so expensive like they they've got room in the budget for showing like behind the scenes stuff but this is a show also that that had a first teaser that was universally panned and yeah. shit on. <laughs> like, uh, what a what a great lesson for this show and its and its team to learn. I feel like if you're making something for nerds, though, like you almost want like the first thing you show anybody to be shit on. Like, if people have a passionate response, like that's that's good. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I agree with you because if if for instance this trailer had been the first thing that we've seen of Star, of Star Trek Discovery, uh, I think people would be super hyped in a way that seeing the the golden 2D Discovery rendering of the of the <laughs> very 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 first uh, teaser trailer to the show, like yeah. there was nothing to be excited about there and almost everything to shit on. Yeah, that was that was a weird choice. I mean, uh this is exciting. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff be it, visible in this like definitely getting weird with aliens. Um they've sh- shown some 
uniforms that look like they are starting to sort of converge on Kirk, Spock era Starfleet uniforms. That word is a great word, Ben, that convergence, because they do it in the audio, too. You get you get voiceover from uh, Michael Burnham. You also get uh, Christopher Pike and uh, and Spock voiceover dialogue uh, commingled in there. Yeah, that was pretty... Uh... That was pretty interesting. I wonder how big a role like archival footage will play in this first episode. It's so hard. Like I know you and I are, are, are fairly used to pulling dialogue from places and using them as drops. But, you yeah. know, if you're going to pull 50 year old audio from an old television show and have it be like, this is like old Jeffrey Hunter as Christopher Pike shit, like finding a piece of dialogue of his that is not talked over or doesn't have like a sound effect behind it. Right. Like it's clean audio from him and it works great as a, from a production standpoint. We're not here, neither of us. I wonder like if you work on Star Trek Discovery, can you get a copy of the like premiere edit file of, <laughs> of, uh, of Star Trek J.J. Abrams reissue? Like, does that exist? I think this is why everyone involved has got to be happy that I'm not uh, an editor or a producer on the show, because I think I would spend most of my time in the archives just listening to things. (laughs) Nerding out about the old stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm going to be honest with the people, Adam. Uh, we, We originally recorded a version of this episode that we're recording right now that dished on some rumors we heard about what's going on uh, over at Casa Discovery. And I will characterize those rumors as being that there's some fraught uh, tensions among the production staff right now and that they're not necessarily as prepped for season two as they were going into season one once they'd started shooting. Um, <laughs> we were admonished by a couple of people not to get any more specific than that for fear of being like excommunicated from all Star Trek things for the rest of our lives, which is a, a price that we're not quite willing to pay for this fun <laughs> Star Trek podcast we started together. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happily out of the pocket, but uh, the indifference of the pocket is sort of how I like it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm still holding out hope that we'll get tapped on the shoulder to be Starfleets that get blown out into space at some point. Yeah, you don't want to jeopardize that opportunity. No, definitely not. And uh, just a a reminder to the folks at CBS and uh, at the Star Trek Discovery Writers Room, etc. We're still available for that. Our our offer stands that we'll fly ourselves out there and put ourselves up. It it doesn't have to cost anything and we're going to donate any scale that you have to pay us to science education. So you can feel good about it all around, and uh, and you can also get the satisfaction of blowing Ben and Adam out into space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and totally separate from that appeal, and I want to make clear, in no way is what I'm about to say related to that. Uh, we are also privy to some information that we have chosen not to disseminate. <laughs> yeah, so you're welcome, but don't don't think that this is blackmail. It's not. We're just saying that also at the same time. Right, right. It's just uh, one person says one thing, and then another person says another thing right after. This is how podcasts work. It's not always blackmail. You got to stop reading that into it. <laughs> 
one of the things that I think we can read into uh, based on the video, Ben, is that uh, we're going to see some uniforms in some colors and patterns that uh, may be familiar to the original series Star Trek viewer. Yeah, I saw somebody commenting that the uniforms that they're wearing on the Kelvin in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie may have been like in deep background out of focus in the uh, award ceremony end to season one of Discovery, uh, which would be, you know, I don't think that's totally confirmed or anything, but was yeah. uh, a, a cool little detail for the uh, for the clever people to pick out. And uh, it does seem like the the uniforms are starting to be, you know, like at at this point in history, Starfleet is thinking like, hey, why don't we uh, not have these all blue everything uniforms and instead have uh, different colors to denote different departments? <laughs> I think one of the shots that I really liked that's uniform specific is uh, is there's some sewing being done to the, to Captain Pike's uniform, and yeah. it looks very padded, Ben. Like yeah. it, it looks like it. Uh, it's bulked in all the right places. As someone <laughs> who uh, doesn't have a, a great relationship to the image of their own body, I I kind of prefer the padding element of the <laughs> of the captain's <laughs> uniform here. That's great. Do you think we're gonna get like Batman style nipples and six pack <laughs> attachment here? I mean, yeah. God knows there's a lot of crossover in writer and producer between uh, between those Batman movies and uh, yeah. the Star Trek show. That is that is certainly true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say that uh, you could pretty much take that to the bank. Just Christopher Pike's giant nipples. <laughs> Any, yeah, anytime bold nips can be on a uniform, they will be on a uniform. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Star Trek industrial complex has surmised for years uh, that Captain Pike's nipples were enormous, and now we'll yeah. finally get the proof. That's what being partners is all about. Isn't there like a like a fetish subculture about bull nips? Oh God, don't do not make me do a Reddit deep dive again on one of your weird <laughs> sub threads. Oh, this is interesting. So there definitely used to be videos on YouTube that would come up if you searched bull nips. No one wants to look at this, Ben. That are not there anymore. Why and, are you doing uh, this? I'm I'm just, yeah, like, I think that there's, like, there's guys that, like, have devised some way of, like, making their nips bigger than they naturally would be. You're so fucking nip woke, aren't you? I don't, I, I, I'm not necessarily woke. I'm just I've I've uh, I've encountered this in. <laughs> You've just accidentally in, uh, encountered this. Yes, you go down, <laughs> you go down rabbit holes. You know, you you find things that you don't necessarily understand. You may or may not masturbate to them. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I was not masturbating to. Uh, back to the video. <laughs> are uh, are some construction site scenes. It looks like they may be building the Enterprise Bridge, uh, but what they are definitely building is Laurel's quarters, and you get to see some uh, some blueprints here. You get Laurel's chambers and Laurel's garden. Uh, it doesn't look like there is a place for uh, Ash Voke to sleep, though, unfortunately, so it may be that he gets his own chambers. They're not sleeping together anymore. How do you think Laurel keeps that garden? Trimmed? Yeah, I think that garden's probably pretty tight. It's internal Laurel's garden too, so that's uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty invasive. 
Uh, they also, they give it up to uh, some scene construction workers in here, too, which is great. Show a guy on a on a Fisher dolly with a very kitted out camera. You never see it. You never see the, the real people that make the magic happen. I like seeing the behind the scenes. It's fun. Yeah. Cool to see the seamstresses at work. Right. Now, for every shot of Kurtzman, <laughs> you're going to want to cut right to a guy building your set. <laughs> that way you keep your morale up while your looming deadline approaches ever closer. While this set appears to be made entirely out of plastic and metal, a shot of the backside of the wall will reveal that it's largely low-grade lumber and medium-density fiberboard. <laughs> that way we don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on materials that are just going to be ripped down and thrown away when this show is canceled. Yeah, so like a pretty tight minute that that kind of shows a lot while at the same time uh, not revealing too much. Yeah, it gives us a lot to uh, a lot to fantasize about. And uh, I think they have also said that we've got until 2019 before any new apps start coming out, which is frustrating. But yeah, uh, but the fact that it's this far along, despite, you know, not necessarily being ready to launch until 2019, I think goes to show how much forethought goes into making a show like this, you know? It's nice to be frustrated by wanting to see something before you can see it, though. Like, this is the best kind of frustration as a fan. Yeah. What do you think? Like, what if season two is, like, kind of weak compared to season one? I don't think it changes how much I want to see it or my interest in seeing a season three afterwards. I think I think season two could shit the bed and I would still watch season three. Yeah, I think uh, season two is famously kind of a tough time on TNG and that right. ended up being the, my favorite Star Trek series of all time. Right. So, you know, go figure. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, the, the highest hurdle was season one and, and all of the... All of the presuppositions all of us had about what the show would be and what it ended up being and the relationship between those two was what season one was all about. Now, having had a successful, what I believe to be a successful first season, I think the uh, the hurdle is a lot lower this time. I don't want to say anything is easy because nothing is easy uh, at this level of television programming, but I think we are, there's already a captive audience here. I think we're already ready, like... Our, our threshold for disappointment is uh, is higher. Do you think uh, Laurel will kind of become like the Gowron of Star Trek Discovery, where she just shows up once or once or twice a season to be kind of a chaotic bad guy and then goes away? It turns out that Laurel invented the Lursa slash Bator like window boob <laughs> dress. <laughs> she's like, like she's the Chancellor of the Klingon Empire, but she's also got some. Some pretty, uh, some pretty cool fashion design ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, uh, she dabbles in a lot of different areas. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're bringing her back, and it looks like uh, Shazad Latif's coming back, too. Maybe not for the full run, but, uh, like, I feel like if you're attending conventions, uh, I think you're coming back for season two, right? Like, Shazad Latif is not going to a different show and still going to, like, Star Trek Germany or whatever. Well, if they're paying him 10 grand, I mean... <laughs> Come on. I, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I'm speaking as a Shazad Latif fan. 
bring that guy back. He was totally one of my favorite parts of season one. So yeah. I'd be I'd be sad to see him go. Yeah. Uh, but hard to imagine how that works. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to do you want to take a quick break and come back and talk some casting news? Yeah, let's do that. I spent a lot of last week sick in bed. And one thing I was so happy I had when I needed something to eat but didn't really have the energy to cook myself something was Factor Meals. Got a couple of these in the fridge at all times and they are delicious, fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals. And they're ready to go in just about two minutes. And this is convenience food that is actually tasty and full of real ingredients and not hyper-processed crap. And they got you covered all throughout the day. They got pancakes, smoothies, grab-and-go bites, and uh, you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule deliveries at any time. So head to factormeals.com slash trek50 and use code trek50 to get 50% off. That's code trek50 at factormeals.com slash trek50 to get 50% off. What do you think of when you think of male grooming? Maybe it's a sharp haircut and a little bit of product, or a bit of the old beard wax twisted into the ends of a mustache. Maybe it's a shower, a shave, a little spritz of fragrance. Me? I think of shaving my nuts. And not just my nuts, all around those nuts. I'm talking all around those nuts. And this form of male grooming is hard to do when your junk looks like a log of Play-Doh rolled through a dustpan in a barber shop. It's wrinkly, it's wriggly, nothing stays in place, and it's the one area where you don't want to have an accident. That's why I'm glad we're sponsored by the spring cleaning champions at Manscaped. They sent me their brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's their fifth generation trimmer, featuring two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little bit off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. They also sent me an extra large Manscaped t shirt, which I will never wear, but it was nice of them to do. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in your pants. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. 
Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. What the hell is going on on this ship? ship? The slightest idea. Popular comedian Tig Nataro was added to the Star Trek Discovery cast, and she is great. Yeah, she's uh, she's one of the all-time greats. It doesn't look like she's going to be a crew person aboard the disco, though. Uh, the news that I've read is that she will be on a ship called the USS Hiawatha, which is uh, a much better name than uh, the Crazy Horse, which <laughs> is a ship name that was used all the way back on TNG. Like, <laughs> way to square up those names. I'm excited to see what she what she gets into, and uh, I guess uh, have you watched her? Have you watched her show? I haven't seen her show. I've seen her stand up. But I've heard the show is great, right? Yeah, she's uh she's got a a TV show that she's the star of called One Mississippi. It's on Amazon Prime, and uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see her do something. Yeah, uh, the other bit of casting news we have is that Anson Mount has been cast in the role of Captain Christopher Pike of the Disco Era Enterprise. The Anson Mount that was in Crossroads, the Britney Spears film? <laughs> the very same. <laughs> That's my car. It's the one thing that hasn't been taken over by checks. I'm not super familiar with his work. I'm just looking at uh, some production photos and headshots. Uh, real good looking guy there. I think if you're, if you're trying to cast a, a Pike type character, I think he's got that, that leading man presence that, that I think they were going for. Yeah, he was in uh, Marvel's Inhumans fairly recently. The Crossroads thing is probably top of the list, right? Probably, yeah. You like once once that's on your resume, like you don't really need to put anything else on, right? Oh, oh we've got game tape on Mount. <laughs> oh wait, I uh, I just clicked on uh, on the trailer for this movie, and uh, I can't seem to find Mister Mount. In this film, I don't know what part he plays. It's in his known for on IMDb. So, oh, he plays Ben. He's a uh, he's second bill to Britney Spears herself. Wow. Zoe Saldana is in that film also. No shit. Yeah. So I mean, it's canonically Trek from a couple of different angles, <laughs> or non-canonically, depending on what level of anger there is in the fan you're talking to. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention. What? Who are you? Those Klingons? Do we need to come up with more of a battle plan for like what Greatest Discovery looks like in the meantime? When the show comes back or during the off season? Like during the off season. Like what is what like cuz we can't just sit here and say like one or two pieces of news every week. <laughs> sure we can. <laughs> that sounds great. We'll do that and then we'll get drunk and talk shit. <laughs> we we don't even need one of those to do the other in either direction. <laughs> I was thinking for our bonus episode of uh, The Greatest Discovery that is in the Max Fun donor feed, we did uh, an episode of the original series as in, in The Greatest Discovery style. And I wonder, do we want to pepper in some episodes where we watch uh, Star Trek Enterprise episodes and original series episodes that 
that were referenced and see if we can't build out a more fully nerdified understanding of that season of television that we watched? Or is that like, uh, is that not how we want to do it? Um, I'm of two minds about it. Like it, on the one hand, it feels like it may be cannibalizing future mainline podcast episodes. Ooh, don't tempt us. <laughs> but, I mean, doing them now, like, for instance, doing Mirror Universe completionist episodes now, and then doing them when they come up in line 20 years from now or whatever, based on our production <laughs> schedule, like, that doesn't seem like too much of a, too much duplication in my mind. How do you feel about it? Suppose we could uh, we could turn this into a Vanderpump podcast in the meantime. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> I guess I'm not that worried about burning Enterprise and TOS. So I don't know, and I don't know that I don't know that it burns it either. Like I think that this has wound up being a very different feeling show to me than greatest yeah. generation yeah agreed do you think there are people that love the greatest discovery and hate the greatest generation uh based on the feedback that we've received over the years in doing these podcast projects i would imagine that there are like there are there are flavors of every viewer i think that's amazing amazing to think about well you want to call it there? I mean, this was a short ep, but uh, we didn't have that much to talk about. I also really liked having guests on, and uh, I think we should probably make an effort to do more of that. Yeah, I agree. And I think we've been uh, fortunate and happy with the guests that we've had already. I think uh, we've got some ideas of some more to bring on, and uh, and I think we may even bring back some guests that we've had before, too, because that went so well. So, <laughs> Some guests that we've had before. For example, yeah. the two guests that we've had so far. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to be, uh, I don't know, coy. Yeah. I was trying to be coy about it. Oh, you're cute. <laughs> well, uh, we'll let Rob take it from here, but uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, let us know Let us know if, uh, if news is something you even care to hear on this show. I mean, that equation remains unsolved as far as I'm concerned. I'm really excited for Rob to have to watch Crossroads. <laughs> in order to uh, pull some drops out. <laughs> sorry about that, Rob. Yeah, but, sorry, uh, buddy. <laughs> part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, guys. The Greatest Discovery is a Maximum Fun podcast hosted by Adam Pranica and Ben Harrison, and it's produced by me, Rob Schulte. Our music is by Adam Ragusea. Head to MaximumFun.org slash donate to support the ongoing production of our show. And if it's not in your budget to donate, you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts at no cost. If you want to continue the conversation on social media, please use the hashtag GreatestDiscovery. You can find Ben on Twitter at BenjaminAHR, Adam is at CutForTime, and I'm at Rob K. Schulte. You can also join in on the discussion over at the Greatest Gen subreddit or the Greatest Discovery group on Facebook. See you next time. Who said it? Who said it? Which guy? Who said it, guys? Come on. You said something along the lines of like, yeah, we like, maybe we hooked up a little bit, like whatever, like...
I didn't say it. I know I didn't say it. Own what you say. Just own it. I don't remember saying anything. I remember it verbatim when you were like, maybe a little bit. That's all you said. It's really f***ing annoying getting ganged up by these full f***ing old men. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.